Dave. Thank you. Okay. So, um, I, I was really struck by meeting up with Martin and Julie this week and hearing about that whole journey that they've been on. And it made me, led me to think about journeys um, that we make. And uh, uh, I've got a different boat story to Phil's. Phil had a, a boat and Jesus in a boat. The, the reading we're going to have, which I, is a different boat, I think it's a different boat, but it's in a boat anyway. And, and, and it's rough on the sea, so that's the same. But Jesus isn't in the boat. He happens to be walking on the water in this story. And I, I just want us to read that. It'll come up on the screen. Um, and I've got it on my Bible somewhere. Let's just read it. Okay, here we go. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he dismissed them, I'm echoing, am I all right? Do I need to move? Um, After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land buffeted by the waves because the wind was against them. And during the fourth watch of the night, which is about three in the morning, crumbs, can you be still rowing at three in the morning? Jesus went out to them walking on the lake and when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it's I. Don't, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. So Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And, he be- and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You Have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. And uh, hallelujah. Truly, our Lord, you are the Son of God. Okay. If you're going to change direction or if you're going to step out of the boat and you're going to try something new and I'll say this now because when I was preparing this I felt God say career change. You know, something as big as that a real change in direction um, then you need first of all to hear Jesus say come on, I'm calling you. If it's you just tell me to come. And I wasn't thinking of you guys. It wasn't, it's not loaded this. I only thought of you afterwards. So I just felt career change. And this that whole thing of getting out of the boat and walking in a place you never walked before. It's, um, you need to hear Jesus. You need to be talking. Actually, it's interesting. You see, Peter says, if it's you, you tell me to come. Now, if he tells you to come, 
you're on good ground, aren't you? If you get it from... We don't step out of a familiar place into something completely new. If we have not asked, first of all, is it you? Are you calling me? I want to communicate. I want you to speak. Sometimes in our prayer, we don't ask God to be direct. You need to speak to me about this, Lord. I really need to hear you. What are you saying? Rather than, please, Lord, your will be done. Actually, ask him a question. Is it you? Is it you? I need your voice. And, uh, uh, and then when you get the answer, if it's you, just tell me to come. And Jesus, in this story, just says the one word, come. Now, what I like about this story is, you know, we, we, we just think it's a story. But if you try and imagine what it's like, it says, it says in one of them, he cl- had to climb out of the boat. I think he might have said that in this one. I mean, it wasn't like suddenly he's on the water and it's all smooth, smooth going. Yeah, he's met, he said, come, I've got to get out of the boat. You've got to climb out and you've got to put your foot on that water and you've got to see if it will hold you. It is amazing involvement of, well, I'm, going, I'm, I'm stepping into areas of risk and fear that I've never risked before. And... Uh, but you see, you have, he had this incredible confidence that Jesus had come. So you probably heard it said, you know, Peter wasn't walking on water. He was walking on the word of God. He'd heard God's word. And when Jesus says, come, you come. And that's what he was walking on. His confidence was in that invitation. Come on, you can do it. You come. And, um, uh, and, um, and he does. And it's only when he doubts that word, isn't it, that he begins to struggle. And uh, Jesus says, why did you doubt? Why did you, why did you lose your faith? And, 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 and so we just have that story. Um, I don't like talking about this much because I feel it's, it's almost too personal, but um, I was chatting to Jill on the way in the car. I said, you think, I, I, I don't feel... I feel it's, it's, so, it's sort of sacred to me. It's a very personal, private almost thing. But I've heard God's audible voice. I heard a voice once in my life. And it was this word, come. <laughs> I heard it. And I was asking God, do I do this? Shall we go? Is this what you have for me? And I heard, and there was other people in the room, I said, did you hear that? And nobody heard it. But I heard this voice, it was so clear. Come, and I knew it was Jesus. And so that settled it. And off we went. And it was to start this church. That's what it was. So we're walking on that word, come. And that's what we're walking on, with faith. And you know, and you can doubt it, and you lose it, and question it and but in the end it sustains your future even when the present is like that cauldron who was who who was the cauldron word dave yeah uh, yeah that's right it can feel like i'm in the midst of the most terrible thing but when you've had the word you know and we're all different so it doesn't come as an audible voice i've never had it before or since um, but you know you need that sense of assurance and conviction 
I believe God has spoken. If I do not obey this now, then I'm denying something. I'm having to close down something. Something is so stirring inside me that if I don't do it, I'm, I'm, going, to be in, I'm going to be fighting God. A bit like Jonah, you know. I love Jonah. Because I feel like Jonah half my life, you know. Ah, oh, you want to go that way? I want to go. I just want the easy route. Give me the easy route, please. You know? and, uh, and God has a way of capturing his Jonas. You can run away. You can end up in a work with having an adventure with a whale. But you, you go and do what... This is what I love about Jonah. When he did what God had told him to do, was go to Nineveh and tell them to repent. They did. He was amazingly fruitful in all his rebellious and, you know, it's, it's obedience that brings the blessing. And he did it. And he did it out of a bad heart, actually. But God had called him to do it. So he did, when he did it, God blessed it. And we're, not, we're not a big part of the equation, you know, in seeing God move. It's not our character that carries the day. It's his. And it's his word that carries the day. And if he says, I'll bless, he'll bless. And uh, it's the other thing God's brought to mind just as I was preparing this. And I believe that's why he wants to do some ministry here today. Um, I felt God say to me, now this was an audible voice, but I felt God say to me this week, and I'm thinking about changes in direction and following things through. He said, I didn't call you to plant churches, I called you to light fires across the Peak District. That was literally what the, 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 the language and the pictures that came when we planted this church was about fires. I didn't even, I'd never heard church planting, I didn't know what it meant. I mean, I'd never heard of it, it wasn't language at that time. We adopted that language to interpret the fires. And I think it was a legitimate language and a legitimate association. But actually, lighting fires is lighting fires. It's bringing God's fire into a situation where, where he, can say, he can just do something sovereignly out of his own authority, out of his own glory, however he wants. But he's looking for fire carriers. Those who carry the fire. And sometimes you just lose it for carrying the fire and you need it again. You need your fresh, fresh ignition of fire. And um, I just feel there's a few people God's going to do that for today. And uh, yeah, it can be any or all. It's not about going to the Middle East. It's not about that. It's about being available to light a fire in the very place you are. So, you know, I'm thrilled about what you guys are doing up in the Hope Valley because God had a fire in the Hope Valley. When we started this, we saw, you know, that was part of the picture. It was in the Hope Valley. So the fact that we were, we're just pushing that door again, I, faith for me, be faith on you, a bit of fire on you for that, Phil. And on Joe and... Um, Eleanor, because I think they've got it. I think they've got that bit of fire. They're not here today, are they? No. Oh, they're in South Africa, you see. So, um, so, you know, fear's real. 
when you're going to step out of the boat. Can we have that picture? I love it's the best title for a book I've ever heard. This one. Um, it's, uh, there you are. <laughs> if you want to walk on the water, you've got to get out of the boat. Okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, this is this is John Ortberg's book. You know, it's been one of the classic bestsellers, and and um, I think it's a great book. Uh, and it's a great title. If you want to walk on the water, if you want to live a life of faith, if you're willing to take a few risks, if you're willing to risk failing, if you're willing to face your fear of what that water is, you can walk. Because when Jesus says come, he equips you to come. He'll, he'll make the way. And even when you sing, he just pulls you out. And he addresses the faith issue. Because faith and fear are opposites. And faith doesn't work when there's fear. So I'd like you to pray for us as well as we go into this situation. <laughs> you sent these emails about <laughs> how difficult it is. And I, I, well, I want to go with authority. We need to go with authority for this Filipino church split. You know, Paul says, well, you know, I might not have great words and I might be a shorty little guy, but I have got authority. And I don't show it in certain ways, but I feel in this, there's an authority that will confront a divisive spirit, an Absalom spirit. I believe it's an Absalom spirit working this man. And um, I've met him a few times and I was always uncomfortable in his presence. And... uh, you know, and it's easy to look back. But anyway, we need to deal with it. It needs authority. It needs God's authority just to deal with it. And that's my conviction. That's what I'll go with. And, um, you know, it's amazing what prophetic words can make such a difference. I, I don't want to embarrass her, but I will. But Andre sent, um, a, when she saw our newsletter for Turkey, she said God gave her a picture and she sent it to us. I just love that when people do that. You know, they just do it. They just tell you. And she won't, well, she knows a bit because I just had a quick word. But I tell you, that fueled such faith that whenever we were doing anything in Jesus' name, the blessing of God was just being poured out. And, and it was when we met with the Iranians. I told you, we felt like we were in revival fire when we sat in that meeting with those guys. And there's a bit of it here today. And it's a bit more specific than I shared last time. Because if you're going to get out of the boat, there are people who got out of the boat many times in this, this, this church for many things. And I want to commend everyone who's got out of the boat. And Martin and Julie are a great example when they started Kids Home. And they had, you know, we want it to be... We wanted to reach out of the church into the community, take that. And, you know, and I just was thinking of people who in this church right now are doing that sort of thing. And I believe there's fire for you. So those who are involved uh, with uh, Jigsaw, with Social Action, are you here, Jackie? Yes. Uh, and others in her team and others who just have a heart for that. I believe you, you, can, you can work hard and see little fruit. And that doesn't make, make it wrong, ever, if you're doing it in Jesus' name to serve the needy. And, uh, but 
it's great to see the fire come, the blessing, the anointing, the empowering, something breaking through. And I feel there's breakthrough times for the things we're doing where the church is stepping out to engage with community. So what you're doing in Top Zone, Angela, Josie, and the teams now, you know, faithfully doing that. I believe there's some fire for that. Some fresh fire to come on it that we get some breakthroughs. And it's not you've got more. It's just God does something. And we get a breakthrough. And it, it takes faith and confidence and an expectation for that to happen. If you haven't got that, it doesn't happen. It's something God can stir. And if this is of God, it will stir something in your heart for breakthrough in a fresh way. And there are other things like the Holy, you know, what you're doing in the Hope Valley, which I'd like to pray for that as well. And there are other things where, you know, we're going to nations, you're going to India. Uh, we're off to Oman on Tuesday. And I, please do pray for, you know, you are caught up as a church, like it or not, in the Middle East. You know, we were caught up all together in the peaks. And, uh, and Tim Davis, who led Buxton for many years, always said, I do believe that when you say we're church planning across the Peak District and beyond, the beyond is really important. And he kind of was in Dubai, and, you know, his head's kind of going way beyond. And I'm thinking, no, you've got to anchor down here a bit more, Tim. You need a bit of both. But now the beyond for us is, is that map at the beginning. And uh, Iran... Particularly, we've just, and God is pouring out so much favor there at high price. So, what I'd like to do, I asked God how to do this, and I thought it would be bringing people out, but I think he, I felt he said, no, just pray for people where you are, uh, for the fire to come, and uh, this anointing that, that takes us... Uh, you know, I haven't missed anything, have I? Re- I'll finish with this quote about that book. A must read for anyone considering a career change. That's what sparked it. You know, I read lots of things about this book, but that was the thing that jumped out at me. Um, a must read for anyone considering a career change. It gives you the confidence you need to make a change. And the other thing that jumped out at me when, when I listened to John Ortberg about his book, and he said, you know, you've got, to, you've got to face the fear. You've got to grapple with that. You've got to acknowledge the risk. Uh, you've got to think about how you've got to manage failure. And then he said this. And he said, you may be addicted to comfort. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's a powerful little... <laughs> last minute punch in the belly for us westerners you know addicted to comfort and he didn't elaborate I just thought whoa how how powerful this lifestyle thing is in our western culture yeah you know 88% of the world's Christians now are not in the west it used to be from the west to the rest now it's from the rest to the west in fact the mission slogans now are from everywhere to everywhere or from the nations to the nations it's not west to east anymore it's from the nations to the nations 
and um, God's caught us up in a huge dynamic of change in our day. And we can get insulated away from the realities of the hugeness of what God's about. But he wants fire for you right here. Yeah? So let's stand. You can play if you like, Ali. I mean, I would like you to play, to be a bit more specific. (laughs) It helps me. I'm sure it helps others too. So... Hmm. You might want this, somebody, don't they? No, okay. Hey. (laughs) There's more adventure in you. Feel God saying, there's more adventure in you. And that's individuals in this room. There's more adventure than you, you realize, and you acknowledge, or dare to believe even. There is more adventure. Because God is a God who puts adventure in our spirit and says, Do you want to get out of that boat? Well, you can. Come. And uh I want to pray. I want to start here, Lord, where those of you who are already ministering outside of the church, not into the church, but from the church to the community. And we mentioned some of those. I want to pray (laughs) that the Holy Spirit will come with fresh fire on you right now. Pour out your fire, Lord. Bring fire. Bring fresh fire in their spirit and in their heart. Fresh faith, Lord, for what you've called them to. They serve, Lord, and they serve faithfully. And, uh, Lord, have some of them for years and years. And there's a longing in their heart, Lord, to see the fire of God on on the work of their hands. Lord, it takes the fire. It takes the very anointing presence of God on something for that to happen, Lord. And so I pray, open the floodgates of heaven, oh God, and pour out so much blessing on these dear ones and their work that they have given themselves to, that we will see multiplication, Lord, not just addition. I pray for that, Lord. I pray your faithfulness on them. Come with the fire, Lord. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you came with tongues of fire on disciples in that day. And they were never the same again. And uh, as they come, Lord, let's just wait here. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit.